Hey mama, as promised this week, I'm sharing with you the divine appointment that brought everything over the last seven and a half years or so full circle and literally had me crying in front of a church full of people because God is that good. Well, I am a little late in sharing this story as these last couple of months have been chaotic and it does take some time to implement change as a work from home mom, but this message still holds so much value and truth when it comes to leading into our faith during hard seasons. So reheat that cup of coffee and join me for a powerful, faithful conversation on how God was working in my life even when I didn't know it. Welcome to the Faithful Sober Mom podcast, the show where we talk about all the things faith, sobriety, and motherhood. I am your host, Courtney Barron, an entrepreneur and work-from-home mom with over seven years of sobriety, here to help you take your power back, let go of who you used to be, and step into a life of purpose and meaning so that you can live a life truly free from alcohol while being the amazing, successful mom I know you can be. Join me each week for real, raw, and honest conversations where I share with you valuable tools and resources, practical tips, inspiring insights, and so much more that will leave you feeling uplifted and empowered to take on whatever life throws at you. So grab your favorite coffee, tea, or beverage of choice, non-alcoholic, of course, and let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back to the Faithful Silver Mom. I am so excited and grateful to have you here with me today. Um, Today, I'm sharing with you a series of divine appointments that brought everything over the last seven and a half years or so full circle and helped pave the way for this podcast. So for those of you who do not know me or my story, my faith has been an integral part of my sobriety, and I would not have been able to get to where I am today or be who I am today without it. But it wasn't always that way. Um, The first two weeks of my sobriety were actually not by choice. I was in jail on a probation hold. And even though I was still in the wrong, I felt completely abandoned by God for not answering my cry for help, given the circumstances surrounding what happened. I wanted nothing more than to run from my faith because look where it got me. Nowhere, right? Um, But sometime during those two weeks, uh, a lady came into the jail for a Bible study. And I'll be 100% honest here. I did not go because I wanted to study the word of God. I was angry with him for abandoning me once again in my time of need. The only reason I went was for a change of scenery. And if you've been in jail, you completely get it. If not, that's a good thing. (laughs) Um, But during our time with her, my attitude and perspective changed. I went back to my cell with a glimmer of hope that things would get better. I couldn't tell you what scripture we studied that day, but if I went and dug out my shoebox from that time, yes, I have one, I bet I could tell you. The only thing I do remember, however, is hearing the song, You Are More by 10th Avenue North for the first time. After hearing that song, I felt like I could breathe a little, and I was able to let go of some of the guilt, the shame, and the negative self-talk that I was hanging on to and replaying in my head over and over on repeat. And to this day, whenever I'm feeling guilty, ashamed, or beating myself up in some way, shape, or form, I listen to that song and I am reminded of who I am and how far I've come. So if you haven't listened to that song or heard that song before, I encourage you to go listen to it, especially if you're really struggling right now. It will change everything for you. When we are facing or going through adversity, it's not uncommon for us to feel abandoned by God. It's hard to believe that there is a reason for what we are going through when things only seem to be getting progressively worse. However, in those hard seasons, what we really should be doing is embracing and leaning into our faith to carry us through. It wasn't until much later that I realized God doesn't always answer our prayers in the way we want him to. 
Sometimes he presents us with an opportunity or closes doors in our lives, and we have the free will to choose to walk with him or continue down the path that we are on that is probably not meant for us. So what I seen as abandonment was actually him answering my prayers by removing me from the environment I was in, giving me time to slow down and to heal from the years of psychological and physical trauma that I was running from and trying to drown at the bottom of the bottle. I didn't realize it at the time, of course, but this was only the beginning of a series of divine appointments that would change my life forever by just continuing to walk by faith and obeying what God was calling me to do. When I was released, I could have easily gone back to the lifestyle and self-destructive path I was on. But instead, I made the decision that something had to change in my life. I made a promise that I would never allow myself to be put in a position like that again and took back not only the power alcohol had over me in my life, but also the power over me that it gave to others. One condition of my release that was that I was not able to go back to the place I called home and I could only get what I could carry and fit in my car in one trip. I was ashamed and I was embarrassed that at the age of 26, I had to move back home and attempt to rebuild my life yet again, all while feeling completely hopeless that it was even a possibility. At that time, I really thought that there was no way I was coming back from the hole I was in. And even though I did feel like my life was completely over at that time, the one thing I did still have going for me was my education. Thankfully, most of my instructors were willing to work with me And I had to catch up on two weeks worth of missed deadlines, but it gave me something to focus on other than how bad my situation actually was. And about a month or so into my sobriety, somewhat ready to show my face to the world again, I had gotten off the interstate and I found myself in a random church parking lot. I sat there with my head in my hands, leaning on my steering wheel, crying, begging to God to help me find joy in my life again. When I picked up my head, I noticed there were people walking in and I myself had zero intentions of going in. I was ashamed. I had no idea who any of these people were and actually had somewhere else to be. Before I knew it, I found myself walking across the parking lot, wanting nothing more than to turn around and run back to my car. And when I got up to the door, I hesitated to even open it, to which someone did for me. And at that point, I had no choice but to go in, right? So I stood there in the atrium of the church for what felt like an eternity, but was probably really only seconds, being overwhelmed again by feelings of guilt and shame. And when those feelings became too much to bear, I panicked. As I turned to walk back out to my car, a woman approached me, grabbed my hand, and she introduced herself to me. Her name was Joy. Only moments before, I prayed for God to help me find joy in my life again. And he did just that. Maybe not in the way I had hoped for. (laughs) But again, sometimes he answers our prayers, just not in the way we want him to. I later found out that she wasn't even supposed to be a greeter that day. But obviously, God had bigger plans. And during that service, I had found out about a two-day women's conference the following weekend and Joy invited me to join her. I was hesitant on going, but obeyed, and I am so glad that I did. This conference was a total God moment in itself, and it broke me in more ways than one, and it was exactly what I needed at that time, and is where 
my healing journey truly began somewhere towards, I want to say like the middle or the end of the first day while we were on break, something incredible happened. It it truly was beautiful. I was standing in the hallway just outside of the sanctuary and noticed a familiar face. So mind you, I'm like 45 minutes to an hour away from home, but it just so happened to be the woman who visited with us in the jail. And she immediately remembered who I was and called me by the nickname she gave me. And the next day at the conference, she brought me a Celebrate Recovery Bible with a handwritten note inside the front cover, along with the scripture, Jeremiah 2911. When I looked this passage up, it hit home. It resonated with me. It gave me something to hold on to. But more importantly, it gave me hope. For those of you who aren't familiar with Jeremiah 2911, it's a very common one, but it reads, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Throughout my journey, this scripture, ever since that day, has continuously presented itself. It usually showed up when I was navigating a hard season or was at a crossroads in life and was really, really struggling, questioning a lot of things, like questioning myself, my purpose, where I was going, you name it. But what you probably also don't know is that this Bible verse has been at the heart of my business since the beginning and why I chose the name Revitalizing Hope for my recovery-based business. Um, A few years back when I was feeling completely defeated within my marketing business, questioning, again, everything about myself and my career moving forward, feeling like the rug was once again being yanked out from underneath me, I really didn't know how to move forward. I felt like I had already failed in my business before it ever really got started. And there were other moments before this that had already been slowly chipping away at my self-confidence. And I did the only thing that I knew how to do. I prayed. I prayed heavily over my life, my business, asking for guidance, for God to show me what he wanted me to do and where he wanted me to go from there. And when I got the courage to get up off the floor in my office, because I was literally laying on the floor, sprawled out, staring at the ceiling, just ugly crying, (laughs) it it was bad. But when I got up, I decided to grab the Celebrate Recovery Bible off my shelf. Now, this is something that I hadn't done in years, as some of the messaging, in addition to the scripture, wasn't in alignment with my beliefs in regards to my sobriety. But for some reason, in the midst of all my tears, I was compelled to pick up that Bible instead. There were at least four other ones on the shelf, one of which was my go-to Bible. And by then, years had passed, and I had forgotten all about the handwritten note. And once I seen it, I read it again. And then I turned my Bible to Jeremiah 29, 11. While there is more to the story that led me to this point, which I believe God also had a hand in, All of it helped me to see that when I created my vision and my five-year plan that included my marketing business, I didn't have my sobriety or my story to share. It was in that moment that I knew that I wanted to use my background in business and in marketing to share my story and bring hope to other women like myself who are struggling with overcoming adversity and addiction. Now, at that point in time, I didn't have all the details figured out, but I knew what I wanted to do moving forward. And by the end of the day, Revitalizing Hope was born. However, fast forward a couple years after becoming a mom and experiencing a traumatic event in my life, 
I went through a hard season of regression and have been struggling in all areas of my life, mentally, physically, academically, financially, you name it, I've been struggling. It's as if I've been slowly watching my life fall apart from the sidelines, questioning my purpose, and on multiple occasions, even considered giving up on my business and my dreams entirely. And I know a major part of that has to do with everything I've gone through over these last couple of years, but I also know that I haven't been doing all of the things I was before that helped me get as far as I have. Over these last couple of years, I haven't been practicing self-care or spending so much time with God as I would like, which is why I'm trying to be more intentional about making that time for myself and that time to spend with God. So this year I have been working on reconnecting with myself, realigning all areas of my life with my faith, asking some of the harder questions surrounding who I am, who I want to be, and where I want to be. I've spent a lot of time this year praying heavily, and I mean heavily over myself as an individual, as a mom, praying over my business, my financial situation, all of it. And one of the things that transpired through my self-reflection and prayer was who I wanted to help and work with in my business. Originally, it was just sober women or women seeking sobriety, except it left out a major part of who I am now and will always be a mom. Now, I contemplated the shift in my business probably longer than I would like to admit. And if I would have been having these conversations with a client, this move would have been an absolute no-brainer. But like I said last week, sometimes when we are so close to a situation or are very passionate about something, we can get like this tunnel vision and we don't always see opportunities for growth or things that are meant for us that God put there for us to just trust him. So I continue to pray over it once again, asking God for guidance. And let me tell you, he answered. It was Easter Sunday and we almost didn't make it to church. We were up with our daughter the night before until like 3.30 in the morning, so we were both just dragging. And that morning, we thought that there was probably no way that we were all going to be ready in time. But something in me was like, no, you got to still try. You got to still try. So we tried, and we actually ended up only being a few minutes late. I am so glad that we made it because what happened during the service brought everything full circle for me and helped me see what God is calling me to do. On the way there, I was explaining to my significant other, my struggles with attending his church as I have a really hard time understanding the pastor and didn't quite feel that I'm able to receive God's word or messages that are essential to refilling my cup. But God proved me wrong. I was wrong. (laughs) During this particular service, the pastor had an activity for the kids. And because our daughter was only two at the time, one of us had to go up with her. My significant other is a major introvert, so that person just so happened to be me. She gave each of the littles an Easter egg with candy inside, and in exchange, they had to pick a card from her hand and read it out loud. When it was our turn, with no help from me or the pastor whatsoever, our daughter picked a card from the deck. And before I even had the card in my hand, I seen the Bible verse that was written on it. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I couldn't even read it out loud. I still can't, obviously. (laughs) I choked on the words as I was fighting back tears of, I don't even know, relief, joy, sadness, a little bit of everything. And being overtired definitely did not help me in that moment. 
but I was feeling all of the feels. And it was like a giant hug from the heavens telling me that everything's going to be okay, that I'm on the right path to not give up and to just trust in him. When faced with adversity, it can be hard to make sense of what is happening or why. But even in the darkest times, leaning into our faith can provide us with comfort and reassurance that we are not alone and that there is hope beyond our current circumstances. By entrusting prayer and giving it to God, we can stay grounded amidst the chaos. God has a plan for you and will guide you through the storm if you just let him. I pray as you go about your week that you may find solace in knowing God has a plan for you and that you will choose to lean into your faith and help you through whatever it is that you're currently facing. Until next time, Mama, remember that you are worthy, you are capable, and you are enough. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of The Faithful Sober Mom. If this podcast has resonated with you or helped you in any way, I would love to hear about it. Please consider leaving a review and sharing on social how this podcast has made an impact on your life. And don't forget to tag at Faithful Sober Mom. Doing so will help others just like you find our community so that they too don't have to feel alone in this season. If you would prefer a more private, closed space, I invite you to join our community of support where you can connect with other like-minded women to share your struggles and triumphs in a judgment and shame-free space. I look forward to connecting with you on social. And until next time, remember that you are worthy, capable, and you are enough. Amen.